Ahoy there, and yo-ho-ho. Welcome back to Domance Dawn. I'm Luke, he, him, sometimes they, them, and I'm joined by my wonderful partner on the seas of podcasting. Hello, my name is Janine, my pronouns are she, they, and I have nothing to say after this. I thought I would when I started it. I'm pretty sure this is not the first time that has happened. It happens to everyone sometimes. I mean, it would probably happen to me if I ever didn't go first. <laughs> like, I know, like, I'm going to be coming up, so I'm, like, already thinking about, like, what I'm going to say. But by the time it actually gets to me, I'm just like, I can't think of a thing now. Yeah, I, I can understand that. Maybe next time we'll do some zip, zap, zap beforehand. Get nice, loose, and limber. I don't know. Maybe I'll show up next time with just a cue card of different ones to try out. I'm, I am I look forward to our new cue card wielding overlords. If you have a suggestion about how I could be able to introduce myself, um, tweet at us. We love engagement. Hi, and I'm Janine. Go fuck yourself. Yeehaw! Pew pew! How about that one? I don't hate it, actually. That that does seem kind of on brand. Uh, so, full disclosure, initially we were going to have a guest on this episode. Things fell through. Uh, our Devin, who was going to be our guest, should be on next week, as they should, but or on next episode. But, uh, he still sent in his uh, picks for this week, so that's what's up with that. But also, initially, I was going to subject him to doing all these episodes in one episode, and it would have been way too much. Because, like, Janine, we, we only got, like, halfway through the list of all the characters introduced in these, in this arc. I think that if we went, like, full tilt... It would have been too much for it me. Been, it would have been three hours long, at least. And, like, and yeah. That's the point where Zencaster makes me write an email, or that's the point where Pinecast makes me write them an email and say, please let me upload a three-hour podcast. Uh, yeah, so we do have a bit of housekeeping, because Janine, you know what I did last time? Got a house? No. Well, <laughs> on this podcast where we discuss uh, One Piece and contemporary Simpsons episodes, uh, on the last episode I made a meant where I mistakenly attributed the appearance of other Fox animated characters to season 30's couch gag, but it was in fact a season 25 couch gag and only contained the cast of Bob's Burgers, Family Guy, American Dad, and The Cleveland Show, along with some other Simpsons cast members in the episode Homerland. It is cursed. That was where I sent you that image, and you were like, this is... no. Yeah, it, it pretty much is uh, that moment when you just kind of like... um 
just look at a very narrow point of adult-oriented animation and you're just like, oh, wait a second, this doesn't feel good. It's like when you have, like, you have a bowl of candy mm-hmm. and you try to eat it with a spoon. Like, just straight up, like, disregard for how any of them taste together, but just, like, mashing that particular kind of stuff inside of your mouth all at once and then trying to tell yourself that that was a good idea later. Okay, so different types of candy, not just, like, the full, not, like, the same type of candy, like, when you just have a bunch of Skittles in your mouth and then you just have, like, a massive conglomerated sugar mess to enjoy for like yeah that's mostly pink and like kind of like makes your spit like double thick Uh uh-huh uh Um, and it's not like the time that i tried cadbury egg cereal by which i mean i unwrapped a bunch of cadbury cream eggs and poured milk over them you know strangely it sounds exactly like that wow (laughs) what did Uh, what was this there's a webcomic called Short Pack that's been running for years, and one of their characters in it, Robin, uh, ate it just for fun and then entered into a sugar daze so intense that she was, I believe, a senator of uh, California hmm. when she got out of it. Hmm. That does say a lot. Also, she's um, a lesbian. Cool. Mm-hmm. Good for California. Mm-hmm. Less good in Dumbing of Age, the alternate universe story comic that continues where she is not treated as, as much of a joke in many ways. Uh, but yeah, we are not here to discuss webcomics that started over 20 years ago. Or webcomic universes that started over 20 years ago. We are here to discuss episodes of One Piece that initially ran between February 9th and March 16th of the year 2003. It's a different set of Wikipedias. But just know that they're the same amount of extensive. Mm-hmm. Uh... New Simpsons episodes that came out during this time include Pray Anything, where Homer starts praying and ends up taking over the church. Uh, Barting Over, which was the 300th episode where Bart gets emancipated. Uh, Homer has to skate off with Tony Hawk. I'm spelling as fast as I can, where it's the Rear Witch episode and Lisa's also in a spelling contest. Uh, A Star is Born Again, where Ned starts dating a Hollywood actress and can't cope with it. Mr. Spritz goes to Washington, where the Simpsons get con- uh, where the Simpsons get crusty to run for Congress, and C.E. Doe, where Homer ends up in the in charge of the power plant and is ultimately unhappy. I realize from this listing that there are a couple of these episodes that I didn't watch live, and there's a couple of them that I don't think I've seen it all. And I've come to the point where I think that starting next episode, I'm going to have to watch The Simpsons again, those those episodes, because I can't 
find myself using contemporary Simpsons episodes if I haven't, in good conscience, seen them, you know? I, Janine, my friend, I am so sorry, because you're going to have some rough ones. I mean, I think it's out of the, yeah, it's out of the area where they were just kind of pointlessly throwing transphobic jokes out for no real reason. That was a lot of the early 2000s. Yeah, there's like two or three seasons where they hit it hard. But, uh, yeah, I I also am kind of at a point where it's like, I could probably stand or I could probably use watching more of these episodes. But we have a bunch of new characters we can use now, like Buddha, Colonel Sanders, Bulky Batrachomus, Bronson Pinochet. Frankenstein's Monster, Realistic James L. Brooks, Jewish Rod and Jewish Todd, The Sharecrow, Old Larry Moe and Curly, and Richie Valens, Buddy Holly, and The Big Bopper. Hello, baby! I can't really tell you a lot about this entire list that we've just listed off. The only yeah. thing is, is that I feel like, man, it's it took them this long to throw in a Colonel Sanders. I feel like that could have been earlier. If you told me that it happened like in season eight, I would have dead ass believed you. And like you're telling me that it's in this season, and I'm like, you know. So, uh. I think part of it was earlier on they had like Shakespeare's fried chicken and they would just come up with their own brands that were Springfield exclusive. So they just, yeah. Tongue in cheek references to Mm -hmm. Colonel Sanders, but not actually being the official Colonel Sanders. Sanders. Yeah, I get it. Uh, but yeah, we are covering uh, episodes 144 through 148 of One Piece this time. Are you ready? Yeah. These episodes include The Log is Taken, Salvage King Mashira. Monsters Appear, Don't Touch the Whitebeard Pirates. Stop Dreaming, The City of Ridicule, Mock Town. The Pirate Summit. The man who talks of dreams and the king of underwater exploration. The legendary family, Liar Nolan. Uh, Janine, uh, Jaya is like one of my favorite arcs. Because we get a bunch of stuff in it. We get a lot of stuff. I had to pause a couple of times just so I could be able to like make sure I was, like, following the people, because I tried to cast or come up with ideas really quick while I'm watching. Mm-hmm. And, um, wow. This, uh, this, these, these batch of episodes were not very kind to that, um, process. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of characters who just got named off in, like, fact books. Who never appear again. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh, next episode, 
is going to uh, rapidly introduce a bunch of people who do appear again and who are major, major, major. Like, here we've got some big introductions, but next time is earth-shaking stuff. Uh, so yeah, we start off kind of continuing on with the massive ship, uh, the St. Briss falling from the sky, and after the crew is able to avoid it, it turns out that the log hose needle is pointing to the sky. And Robin's like, yeah, you know how there's an entire ocean in the sky. I guess we have to go up to the sky now. And that is when they find a map of the sky island Skypea before the ship begins to sink into the water. Janine, are, 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 are you good with Sky Islands? I... You know, as a concept, I still don't know what to think. Mm-hmm. Just like... Sure, there's a castle on the clouds. Or whatever. Wait, are you referencing something? That that was a Les Miserables reference. Ah, oh, I don't know musicals. Oh, that was one of the musicals I was in as crew. Ah, oh. it's 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 classic. I'm also a big fan of the book, which I have not reread in years. Actually, I only read it once. So, uh, yeah. And, like, I, I love that it's, okay, well, we need to get to the sky, but first, we have to go and salvage this ship and find anything that we can. And so Usopp, just being incredibly handy, is able to make diving suits for Luffy's Sanji and Zoro. And as they're diving, a salvage ship run by Mashira, who is an ape-like man, but who is still completely human, appears. And he's like, yeah, I can... I claim all the salvage in the water, and the rest of the crew is just like, interesting, please go on and tell us more about this. Well, hopefully everyone comes up soon. What, what really gets me, though, about um, Mashira, mm -hmm. and in particular in the design, is that um, not a monkey. Looks like a monkey. Mm -hmm. Has a tail, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, not to say that, you know, pe people can't have tails. Um, it's just, I've never seen another supposedly just regular human have a tail. Mm -hmm. And that kind of seems like it could be big, but just given here as small, <laughs> I don't mm -hmm. know. We are like 500 episodes from th them just being like, oh no, there is just a race of animal people. Well. It gets very we <laughs> weird. But uh, yeah, first we'll get to meet one of the best characters in One Piece who was a member of that troop. Uh, but yeah, so... 
Uh, Mashira's men, like, go in to try and salvage the ship. They get attacked, so Mashira sends more people in. And when they continue to get attacked, Mashira dives in, knocks out a sea king, which is baller as hell, and then swims into the diving party. And then a massive turtle swallows the entire wreck and, like, starts pulling the ships around with it as the crews are kind of like, oh no, what do we do? What do we do? It's... It's just wild, wild shit. I was afraid we were going to have to name the turtle. No, it's just an island turtle, Jane. There have been weirder things. We had to name a cow. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, the sea cow, Moo Moo? Yeah, that very one. Well, yeah, but that, that had a name. This giant sea turtle does not. Mo Moo was a fierce defender of the sea. Mo Moo is for the children. Uh, so the Straw Hats end up getting back to their ship with a bunch of treasure they took while running from Mashira. And then everyone gets distracted by this massive shape of shadows that appears in the sky. And when things finally calm down, Mashira, who followed them back to their ship, gets tossed into the ocean. Notably doesn't die, though. Oh yeah, that's because he's a human and has not eaten the devil fruit. So he can swim. And uh, they explore the salvage that they got nothing is important and that's when robin reveals that she stole mashiro's eternal pose that will lead them to the island of jaya where they decide to head for the time being meanwhile bug is looking for the treasure of captain john and instead of finding where the treasure is buried he and his men end up accidentally working in a mine as you do Mm -hmm. And uh, once they leave, Ace shows up on their ship, and he kind of forces them to party because they all know that he works for Whitebeard. And it's just like, oh, hey, Ace, he's still on his hunt. Janine, do you remember who he's on his hunt for? Wow. Blackbeard? Yes. Blackbeard, who we also know took over what island briefly? Oh. Drum Kingdom. That's right. Mm-hmm. Like, it all, it's all starting to run together in this arc. And so in Mocktown, on Jaya, Bellamy accuses Rocio, another captain of cheating, and ends up demonstrating him through a window out on the sea uh, a weird sniper named Von Auger shoots a seagull that lands on the deck of the Going Mary and everyone's like what we can't see another boat around here what's going on and so as like Nami and the crew are going through the town there's a big old guy named Jesus Burgess who knocks out one of Rocio's men and he's just going around challenging people it's just like Full-on weirdo festival. It's great, isn't it? It is. Everybody has a problem, and they're making it yours. Uh Uh-huh. 
Uh, Doc Q falls off his horse and asks Luffy for help, and Luffy and Zoro both go to help him. He offers Luffy an apple, and Luffy eats it before someone else's apple that they got explodes, killing them. And it turns out that Luffy just had a lucky good apple. And Nami's just, like, seeing all this shit going down, and it's like, okay, Zoro and Luffy do not get into fights. And they kind of begrudgingly agree, especially when Burgess just, uh, uh, just declares that he is a fighting champion. Oh, they can't let that stand. I know. And they try and go into a hotel, but Bellamy, also known as Bellamy, also known as Bellamy the hyena, rented it. And Sarquis, who was one of Bellamy's men, tosses money at them, thinking that they're poor. It it's just embarrassing. Also, one of Bellamy's crew finds Luffy's thirty million bounty poster and decides to let Bellamy know about it after Luffy has shown up in the town. And so Luffy goes into a bar with the rest of them, ends up running into Blackbeard, and they just have diametrically opposing tastes. Like they you both have meat on one side, mm-hmm. meat and, and cherry pies. Tastes so good. That what a just sweet feels, surprise. yeah. But sometimes that just feels like you're just comparing apples and oranges except the apples are made of meat and the oranges are cherry pies i mean they could just be fine just liking what they like and not just like shitting on the other person's choice but both of them have such very strong autism that they just (laughs) can't let it stand fair uh, so Bellamy comes in after Luffy with his crew and smashes Luffy through the bar trying to goad him into a fight. Nami tries to defuse the situation by asking about Sky Island, but the entire bar laughs at her. Bellamy's crew is just like, the Sky Islands are fake and you'd have to take the knockup stream, which is a massive geyser that shoots you into the sky, but really all that happens is those people die and then their ships fall down, and that's why people think there's islands in the sky. And Bellamy hates the dreams of the old, hates shit like treasure, and doesn't believe in the One Piece and tells Luffy to give up. And Nami tries to be like, okay, Luffy, Zoro, fight now, kick their asses, and they refuse. And then Sarquis, who's like uh, Bellamy's number two guy, tries to buy Nami, and she just calls him a small-time thug, which is baller as hell. And she just leaves, carrying out her crew, and Blackbeard, who already left, is just like, hey, you know that your friends won the fight. The Sky Island is real, insane, with all the other dreams of pirates. I mean... I've never seen a character who has gotten so pissed off at somebody for believing in something, like just anything. It's just like the epitome of like 4chan. <laughs> if you care about anything for any degree that they consider to be too much, mm-hmm. you have to pay for it. And like, I feel that's exactly what this guy's doing. I thought something awful was the website that you had to pay for. But, um, uh, 
who left this drum here anyway? Uh, yeah. Uh, so Usopp and Chopper have been repairing the ship, which is showing a lot of wear. Uh, Robin returned from shopping and being the most effective member uh, has a map of Jaya in the name of Mont Blanc Cricket, who was banished from the town, and so they decide to head up the coast to his house. Because as a reminder, normal compasses don't work. And uh, as they are going up there, they notice another massive ship piloted by Shoujo, another ape-like man who appears. And he finds ships using his sonar uh, scream. Luffy accidentally reveals that they fought Mashira, who is his brother, and Shoujo starts attacking their ship with a sonic attack, so they have to get out of there. Back in the bar, Bellamy hears uh, people talking about Robin asking about Cricket, who also recently found some gold, and so Bellamy's like, yeah, I'm going to get that gold. Did you have something to add about Shoujo? Shoujo? Mm-hmm. When I saw him, mm-hmm. I felt the sting that this podcast does, the second sting, and that is when you've already used a character, that would be really good for something now. Mm-hmm. We've already used Dr. Zayas. <laughs> this guy would have fucked as Dr. Zayas. We just can't now. <sighs> yeah, and that was one of your suggestions. Yes, I was a genius for it, but now I'm beginning to wonder how much of a genius am I? Super genius? Awesome genius? I don't know the levels of genius. I didn't pass community college courses. I mean, I failed color theory like three times, and had I failed a fourth time, I would have been expelled from college. But that was more because I just didn't show up to class. I mean, that was also half my situation, but I don't know. I might have a learning disability, y'all. Well, luckily, you enjoy learning about One Piece. That's true. Something that's very easy to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Straw Hats reach Cricket's home, which it has a weird half-building and a facade uh, facing the ocean of this massive palace. Nami, hearing about the gold, starts to look for treasure with Chopper's help. Well, Luffy just wanders into his home initially. Nami finds a book called Nolan the Liar, which was a North Blue children's book, which Sanji was familiar with because he is from the North Blue. It's a Sanji fact, Janine. I'm surprised by this, um, that they would believe somebody who would have such a fake front for his home. This fake castle. Mm-hmm. I don't. I could. I can't one hundred percent believe that's for the, just defensive purposes. That's. I mean, it's also a little bit lying. I mean, it also looks like the castle from the book. Oh my god! I didn't even think of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the story is about Mont Blanc, Nol- uh, Mont Blanc Noland, who was an explorer who told lots of stories about his adventures. He ended up going and telling the king about a city of gold. And the king's like, well, I'll join you on this journey with all my men. 
And so after this disastrous journey, the city isn't on the island. And he ends up, they sail him back, and he gets executed for claiming that the island sunk into the water and nobody believed him. Bellamy, we find out, is also familiar with the story and figures that Cricket, who is Nolan's descendant, is looking for the treasure to maybe clear his ancestor's name. So Luffy gets pulled into the water by Cricket, who thinks that he's after the gold. Cricket goes to fight Sanji, pulling out a gun until Cricket gets hit with the bends, and Chopper ends up having to help him. Mashira and Shoujo come back to Nolan's base. He's their boss, and uh, they all just end up chilling with Luffy this time. When Cricket recovers, Luffy asks him about Sky Island, and he laughs at first. And he corrects the story, saying that Nolan had come to Jaya and assumed that the island sunk down into the ocean. His other relatives before him had tried to find the treasure. Cricket didn't want to deal with all of that, so he initially was a pirate and tried to be his own man until he actually found Jaya on accident and decided to try and stay and find the treasure. And Mashira and Shoujo showed up and joined in because they liked the story, which, good for them. It's very strange how how well some of these characters end up becoming comrades. Um, they The specific lines for pirates are just so malleable. We've seen team-ups between villains. We've seen like villains like becoming friends with, you know, our our main straw hat good pirates. Mm-hmm. And now we could be able to just see like, you know, just pirates that are out in the world agnostic of any kind of like grouping, at least so far from what I could be able to see get together like up on their own it's it's almost like the um there's a sense of free agency inside of the uh pirate life where um it's so weird because you see a lot of people that are just so like like really loyal crew you know Mm -hmm. they'll die for the captain but then you'll just see like you know these other pirates that just kind of like jump from ship to ship to just like team up with different people it's kind of strange i mean if if someone has a dream that you can get behind why not i guess you're right i guess i guess that's all you need to be able to just have those shared beliefs and sail together uh so cricket shows nami nolan's logbook and inside there's notes about nolan finding proof of the sky islands earlier in his journeys and cricket decides to help them reach the sky island and meanwhile hawkeye's mihawk sees the new 100 million and 60 million fairy bounties for luffy and zoro i don't think a lot of people have these updated bounty lists i mean like even inside of Jaya, they were talking about the 30 million bounty uh-huh. on. Yeah. Yeah. That 100 million is more than, I believe, twice what Bellamy has. And guess wow. what you mean? What's that? It's going gonna, it's gonna to fucking pay off. Uh, yeah, I, like, this is all set up for 
the second half of the arc, which is beautiful. But for now, we have 24 characters that we got to match. Is this the longest uh, list that we've had to date? Uh, no. Uh, the episode with Jeff had 26, or had 25. Ah, yes. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. And that was 25, including a few groups. So, uh, up first, we have Mashira. I have two suggestions. We also have Devin's suggestion. Uh, do you want to kick it first, or do you want me to go first? I'll go ahead and I'll start things off. All right. I chose for this one both primates. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit reductionist, but when you see the design, it's just like that's that's a one to one. That's mm-hmm. that's just an ape that they decided they wanted to make talk. I have Furious George, mm-hmm. Mr. Burns's knife fighting monkey. Mm-hmm. And I have Mojo, the uh, helper monkey that helped themselves too much. Fair, fair. So my Rodrigo style was Ribbit, the Ribwitch mascot, who's similarly a very strange looking creature that is human on the inside. My other suggestion was Bernie, one of the two bee guys who are put in charge of watching the bee by Mr. Burns, along with Homer, when the nuclear plant inspectors come. Because Mashira does not strike me as a super smart person. Right, right. Uh, Devin's suggestion was Furious George as well. Ooh. So my, my concern here is there are not as many apes as you would think in The Simpsons. As much as I can appreciate that, mm-hmm. I also can appreciate that the second sting that this podcast gives of you using something too early and then not having that payoff for later is still a good feeling because it it let it reminds you about those limitations and it also reminds us how dangerous it can be having a guest by having those two votes on furious george mm-hmm. and with one person unable to be here to change that response we are pushed for Stephen to move with furious george mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that because i'm getting a point too i'm saying that because i want to live that dangerously i want to have furious george now and not have furious george later Okay. Don't capture Furious Georgias until they hatch. Uh, all right. Uh, up next, we have the master who has lovely hair and big dick sucking lips. 
I feel that has colored my choice. Yeah, uh, Devin's suggestion was the uh, orphanage guy who, when he finds out that some of the bricks are gone, he's like, we won't be able to open the orphanage this year. Uh, my two suggestions, my Rodrigo style was Larry Fine. Uh, my other suggestion was Roscoe, the gay steel worker. You know, we might have to go with that one because my suggestion... Mm -hmm. Was gay steel mill worker. <laughs> Wonderful. Isn't that great when that stuff overlaps in that oh, particular way, too? I feel like there's going to be a few of these where there's like one undeniably right answer and uh, we are going to hit it together and see what's happening. Uh, up next, we have Bellamy the Hyena, and, uh, we got enough suggestions for Black here that we opened up Bellamy suggestions as well. So, uh, Welder Guy, that one Welder Guy suggested that Freaking guns guy from the one where Marge joins the police and our friend Olin, my wonderful Pikmin Bloom buddy, suggested Louis the Mobster. Mm. Uh, my Rodrigo style suggestion was Richie Valens. And then I had two suggestions because I forgot that we haven't actually seen Bellamy's power at this point. Have we? I, if it was, it was subtle in how he killed them. Okay, so then we haven't yet. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a fuck, so this will be a bit of a spoiler. Uh, my suggestions are Springy, the Springfield Spring, the mascot for the Springfield Olympics. And then Shelby, a.k.a. the Shelbyville Bart. Uh, that is also Devin's suggestion. You know what's hilarious? If that's also your suggestion? One of them. Uh -huh. Because as I looked at Bellamy, I just realized that this character is just a palette switch clone of Luffy, mm -hmm. in a way. Mm -hmm. Like they do in fighting games. That's mm -hmm. how you get, you know... Your Sub Zeros, your Scorpions, your Smokes, your Reptiles, your Cyrax. Was it Cyrax? No. Uh, I believe. Uh, Rain, though. Mm -hmm. Anyway, my, my two suggestions for that in the vein of the. Uh, Cyrax swap. was also a palette swap, essentially. Okay. Smoke. That was when I was forgetting. <laughs> um, is Shelby, but okay. also Bort. Which Bort? Specifically the Bart-looking Bort. As Bort actually turns out to be a very popular name. Oh, okay, so brown-haired Bort. 
like the little boy board. It, however, they have it set to distinguish different boards. Uh, the Simpsons wiki has both board and board man. I will put that distinguishing in, but it sounds like we have, but it sounds like we have a three-way agreement for Shelby, the Shelbyville Bart. Yeah, it seems like that's a shoo-in. It does. Uh, we then have Rocio, who Devin did not get a suggestion in for. Uh, my suggestions are Sam, who is a director of a movie, and also Dean, uh, the blonde guy from uh, the summer of Four Foot Two. Who do you have for Rocio? Now, for Rocio, I was looking for on screen deaths. Mm -hmm. So I got two of the ones that I kind of, kind of like this character. First one is James Bond, mm -hmm. uh, who gets killed by Hank Scorpio's men. Mm -hmm. And the next one is Jerry Springer. I can fucks with Jerry Springer. Ooh. Are you good to go with Jerry Springer? I'm good to go, like 100% throw down for Jerry Springer. All right. Uh, so then we have Sarquis. And Devin and I both had an agreement here, and I'm interested to see if you also had this agreement. The Shelbyville Millhouse. What the fuck? No. Yes. Okay, I'm going to screen cap right now my choices. <laughs> At least up to like what we discussed so far, just uh -huh. to show you that like... Like, Janine, I totally believe that we were all on the same boat here so to speak i know but like i still got to share it because it's just like it's you're already talking about how weird how like you both were on like the same mm -hmm. wavelength on that mm -hmm. but like to know that i agnostically like away from y'all also got there myself so yeah. this is what it sounds like when doves cry and it also sounds different when doves cry Oh wait, you can't you can't hear finger guns on a podcast. Choo choo. Uh my other suggestion was John Armstrong, but obviously we're going with the Shelbyville Millhouse. Yes. Uh we then have Von Auger, who weird looking sniper guy, got a cool hat and cape. Who do you have for Von Auger? I have Lavelle from Lavelle's Bodyguard School. Mm -hmm. Voiced by Mark Hamill. Really? Yes. Uh, Mark Hamill's like in this that same episode as himself too, right? Yes. Uh, one of the things was that he wanted to not just play himself. Oh, wow. You know what? right on for that like just becoming a regular citizen of springfield instead of just making your own celebrity appearance is like so much more better i mean i think in many ways he's also like i don't want to say people 
I, I, I can't say he is more well-known as a voice actor, but he's done far more work as a voice actor than he has for playing Luke Skywalker. Like, his Joker is more iconic than Luke Skywalker. I will say that. That is true. That is true. Um, all right. Uh, did you have another one or just Lavelle? Just Lavelle. Okay. Uh, Devin's suggestion was Grandpa from the Fighting Hellfish. My three suggestions are Rodrigo Sile, Buddy Holly. <laughs> uh, and then I had Dave Shutton, who is the reporter from the Springfield Chopper. He's the person who initially reports on, like, Blinky the Three-Eyed Fish. And then I said Secretary Van Houten. Um, I, I'm taking a second look. I'd kind of like to go with Buddy Holly for this. That's very strange. Not very often that you throw your weight behind a Rodrigo style. Uh, they both have glasses, they both have sort of the curly hair, and I feel like the way that Von Auger has been set up, and he, where we are in the comics now is a point where I, where I am in the comics reading it currently, he is a character who is still around, and he is developing, and, uh, like, even from this point back now, you can kind of see opposition points for the different characters uh, with these new pirates that we're seeing. Because if Von Auger is a sniper of great skill, who is the sniper for the Straw Hats? Right, right. Mm -hmm. And so, like, getting these counterparts is good. And who is the antithesis of Millhouse? Buddy Holly. Hmm. I don't hate it. I think I'm good with Buddy Holly, yeah. All right. And guess what? Well, oh, and you're Mary Tyler Moore. I don't care what they say about us anyway. And now we don't have to reference any Weezer when Devin is on. Devin loves Weezer. You're welcome, Devin. That was for you. He's not going to listen to the podcast. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we then have Jesus Burgess, who, uh, in the in the picture that I have, you can also see a Panda Man cameo. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Panda Man, he's always there. Uh, who do you have for Jesus Burgess? I went with a character that you might think might not count. Mm -hmm. And that is El Bombastico, the Mexican wrestler that the women of Springfield had regrettably invested in once. Yeah, I we don't actually see what he looks like. They hold up a poster of him, and you see his picture on it. 
I'm, I'm consulting Frankiac. Uh, if is this something where the wiki is? I kick it root down. I kick it root down. Kick it root down. Kick it root down. Okay. Uh, yeah, there is a photo of him. I was not helped by the Simpsons wiki. I made a. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's that's pretty fair. Uh, Devin's suggestion was Bret Hart. But I don't think Devin knows many wrestlers. Have we used Bret Hart before? I feel like he has come up before. I'm going to check right now just to be sure. Mm -hmm. uh, Devin did not consult the list. Uh, yes, we did. Uh, our Bret Hart was Pearl. So Devin's suggestion is ineligible. Sorry, Devin. Also, you're not listening to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the three that I had, my Rodrigo style was Curly Howard, but specifically as an old man. Uh, I also had Dr. Bonebreak or the Iron Yuppie. Those were also very good um, ones that I saw on the list that What Culture did for the best wrestling portrayals in The Simpsons. A lot of them happened in a recent season that we could not use. But between mm -hmm. the both of them, I would go with Iron Yuppie. Yeah. So, Iron Yuppie is a heel. I don't believe El Bombastico is a heel. And Jesus Burgess is definitely a heel. I don't know. He is frowning, and the thing is, it's kind of different in Lucha Libre. You don't have mm -hmm. face or heel. You have Tecnico, and you have Rudo. Rudos, yes. And I think El Bombastico, in a bombastic nature, could be Rudo. I don't think he is, though, because like the demeanor is very much... Uh, like an El Santo, it's a serious and somber demeanor. The arms crossed are a show of strength, not necessarily a uh, Eddie Guara type poster pose. Hmm. Serious wrestling podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can give it to the Iron Yuppie, but I gotta say, I would still kind of want to have, like, I don't know. Hey, any anybody who listens to this podcast, if you are also a Wrestle fan, you let us know. Heal or face. Or El Bombastico. Or El Bombastico, in particular. Well, I, I appreciate you being willing to give it to Dr. or uh, to the Iron Yuppie for the time being. But yes, get in the comments, folks, about El Bombastico. Heel or face? Ooh, would it make him more of a heel if he is being sponsored by a bunch of white Christian women? 
Hmm. Wow. You know what? That would really lead into a really good um, heel faction called the Missionary. <laughs> and do they do a team up move called the Missionary Position? Oh my God! It writes itself. Uh huh. Uh. All right. Uh, up next we have Doc Q, who is really fucked up, dude. Uh, I have. Three suggestions for him. I had Frankenstein's monster. I had Dr. Hector von Colossus. And I had Irving Zitzkowski. Zitzkowski. Uh, Devin's suggestion was Chester J. Lampwick, which we have used again. Who do you have for Doc Q? I'm going to blow your head off with this one. Mm-hmm. Mutant Dr. Hibbert. Make your case. Looks gross. Mm -hmm. Is a doctor. Mm -hmm. May I draw your attention again to Dr. Colossus, the supervillain who was bald and was once married to Malibu Stacy. When does that guy appear? Uh, so initially he is a joke where uh, Stacy Lavelle is going through all of her past husbands, including like G.I. Joe. And then in a deleted scene from syndication, he appears in Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 2 in the jail. Huh. And that would be enough to have him... Eligible. Mm hmm And he is a unhealthy shade of green. Alright, you'll get your green doctor. I appreciate that. But the mutants will rise. There's a lot of mutants we haven't used yet. There are, but I mean we are like three arcs from the zombies. Oh so. my god. <laughs> Of course, there are. <laughs> All right. Uh, we then have Stronger, who is Doc Q's really fucked up horse. Uh, Devin suggested Princess. I have four suggestions. My Rodrigo style was Canary and Burns, which was kind of, this is the best that I have. I also have Rover Hendrix, Maurice the donkey who eats Bart's hat in France. And Crudler, Krusty and Bette Midler's horse. Who do you have? I also had Crudler. <laughs> I just, and I just, and I didn't get anything else despite the fact that there were more horses because hearing stronger is Crudler. It's great. And is great. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wonderful. I am glad we are on the same page there. Stronger, Crudler, Faster, Stronger. I don't know. Bigger, Crudler, Faster, Stronger. Uh, we then have a Kome, who is a background character who just has a bowl of rice on his head. Uh, Devin did not give me a suggestion for him. 
Uh, my suggestions were either Colonel Sanders for my Rodrigo style or Uncle Mo. Because, you know, he has the basket of fries on his head. Oh my god, yes. It took me a while to figure out. That's a good one. Uh, Who do you have? I have uh, Curly, the the kind of town drunk inside of uh, the episode Homer in Kidney Trouble, where Homer kind of runs away and ends up in, like, the set of, like, this um, Old West town reenactment. Curly was a drunk that was living there. Mm-hmm. And then I have Curly from the Three Stooges. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, I didn't go too far in the seas, is what I'm talking about. Fair. I mean, do you just want to do Uncle Mo? I want to do Uncle Mo. That is such a good casting choice. Thank you. I'm proud of it. Uh, We then have Spectre, one of the weirdest, most fucked up looking guys we've seen since the Fishman. Yeah. Uh, He looks like a gajinka of a pop bottle. Roughly. Uh. My Rodrigo style suggestion was Ray Romano. <laughs> and my other suggestion was Nigel, the manager. Uh, Devin did not have a suggestion for Spectre. Uh, who do you have? Well, I'm going to have criminally and again, probably going to be Uderpiled. Uh, yes, guy. Mm-hmm. And then I have Dennis, the bellhop that did not reserve the um, gas. From Black Widower? Yeah. You know the one. Sideshow Bob roughs him up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like Dennis, the bellhop, more than either of the ones that I have. Awesome. I'd be glad to give them to you. All right. And then we start to get into members of Bellamy's crew. They don't really matter. Uh, Up first, we have Lily. Uh, Who do you have for Lily? I have Femme Fatale for Lily, the one who had recruited Homer to Hank Scorpio's establishment. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I have four of them. Uh, one of them is the Gajinka of Vassar. I also had Sarah Sloan, the actress. I also had Sandra, who I don't remember who Sandra was. Uh, oh, specifically Sandra from uh, Homer Palooza. Uh, in high school, she walked up to Homer and said, I think you're cool. And then her friends when she was out of earshot, said, you're being mean. Um, she is blocked. Uh, and then I had Linda McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> Have we used Paul yet? No.
And you know why? What's that? Paul is dead. That's that's a Beatles reference. Oh, right. The backwards record. Mm-hmm. You play it backward. It says Paul is dead. Mm-hmm. So that it, it gives into the conspiracy that there has been no Paul McCartney. And yet he is the only Beale who's still alive. So who do you want to give it to? I mean, Linda McCartney's married. So I feel like it would be weird to give it to her. Vassar's yeah. got ridiculously hairy armpits, so I'm not sure if I'd be able to give it to her. But also, like, I'm getting married in April, so I can't really give it to any of these women. Also, they're all <laughs> animated. Uh, I think Sandra being a mean girl is enough to give it to or is enough for her. Yeah. I can give it to Sandra for the both of us. I hope you enjoy. Who do we have next? Uh, up next we have Eddie. Uh, my two suggestions for Eddie were Larry H. Lawyer Jr. and Paul McCartney. There it is. Mm-hmm. This one is going to mess you up. Because I found a character that looks kind of like him. Pretty close. Mm -hmm. That is KBBL guy. This is the producer that helps uh, Dr. Marvin Monroe take calls when he's working as a radio, I guess, DJ slash psychiatrist. Who knows Mm -hmm. what that was. I mean, Eddie's hotter. Eddie's hot. Okay. I mean, like, I'm. It's not that I don't believe you. I just this doesn't really click for me that same way. So. I mean, are are you saying that the KBBL receptionist is hotter? Ah, uh, listen. When it comes to guys, I don't know what's supposed to be hot. Like, the most most of the time, like I just assume yeah fair um huh i'm not necessarily being feeling with kbbl guy and i also necessarily feel with larry h lawyer jr we just want to burn paul mccartney in our grand tradition of throwaway characters as much as i want to i feel like the pair with linda Mm -hmm. both having them both together Mm -hmm. is something that's kind of worth holding on to but on the other hand I can find a way to throw away a Linda McCartney if I have that in my, like, written in the chamber ready to go. Uh, Let's maybe table for the time being. 
Right. Uh, we have uh, a lot of other names to go through. Mm -hmm. Let's let's not get caught up. Uh, up next, we have Rivers, who Devin is going to be sad to know that it's not Rivers Cuomo, who hadn't appeared on The Simpsons yet at this point. We already did Weezer. Oh, right. What's with these homies dissing my girl? Who did you have for Rivers? Uh, my Rodrigo style was Tony Hawk. Ooh. <laughs> my uh, other one was uh, Bill the Cameraman. I had Pimp from The Homer They Fall, one of the associates that is hanging around Dredrick Tatum. Not labeled as a pimp, just a black man in a purple suit. And if every black man in a purple suit was a pimp, we should have locked up Arsenio Hall a long time ago. Um, Phil is a guy who, when Lyle Landley was giving his presentation, he asked everyone who was uh, secretly recording the meeting to reveal what, or to not record, and uh, Phil had a turban with a camera in it. Amazing. I like that one, too. Uh, let me see if I can find Pimp from Homer They Fall. And to yeah, be honest, a... it's like a purple, but like with a yellow. So like that person could just easily be like a Lakers fan that just yeah. is just extra, you know? Let's get into the comments here. Yeah, but then again, like, you know, I'm probably overthinking it and like, giving too much credit to, like, 1990s-level Simpsons, which probably would cast a pimp, too. So. But you're also assuming that this note, that the wiki knows what it's talking about? Like, when they confused Stone Cold Steve Austin with Steve Austin the Million Dollar Man? Wow. Yeah. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. If you had Stephen Fuller Austin, person who's responsible for taxes mostly, that would have been a harder I don't know. I'm I'm I I don't have it in me to make fun of the Simpsons wiki people. I rely on them too much to get through this podcast yeah without them we would both have to watch a lot more simpsons and then would this really be a fun show i feel like you just want to use tony hawk yeah fuck it throw tony hawk in <laughs> we'll never regret using tony hawk Kick the only play. way you know the only way that i could have felt better about using Tony Hawk is if we had Tony Hawk available with Pell. Because yeah. we didn't, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. we missed out on the perfect one. I don't think there's ever going to be another one as close to Pell that I would ever give it to. Oh. Shit. Uh, in that case, I, I feel like oh you should say God. Tony Hawk for Oh Phil my the God, you're going to be like, yeah, oh no, no I just Janine, we someone. haven't gone to like the bird people island yet. Janine, 
We gotta save them for whatever the fuck. We are going on. to be getting to them for like quite a while. Like they're still dealing with them in the anime. Uh yeah, no, we should save Tony Hawk. Uh yeah, that's yeah, what shit. I thought when Tony shit. Hawk was doing NFTs. We should save Tony Hawk. Okay, uh yeah, so we should use Phil the cameraman then. Okay, Phil the cameraman. But don't fill him too much. Yes. Uh, we then have Murray, who she had a slinky yellow dress, then she got that pink hair. Whose name you got for her? I have Homer's high school date from Me Colonel too! Homer. Holy shit! Because mm-hmm. there's not many people with pink hair. But I don't have pink hair. Pink hair and also mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other two of them that I had for her were the personifications of Bryn Mawr and Barnard. And uh, Bryn Mawr is uh, the uh, lesbian school, or the school who is willing to experiment with other female schools. Oh. So... Who do you want me or me for? A personification of a college or Homer's high school date? I think we're going to have to go with Homer's high school school date. It's it's been on both of our menus. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right, we then have Manny, who just another person uh, on Bellamy's, uh, or on one of the crews. I forget if she's on... uh, Bellamy or Rocio's crew. Uh, my suggestions were Lisa Leslie, the actual female NBA player, or National Energy Convention model number one. Whoa. I had Janie Powell. I never get to use Janie in everything, but she's like the one student that's just always there. I, I feel like this is going to be a, like, Janie doesn't get a lot of lines or plots or anything. And I don't know if this character does either. Oh, I'm no, just this character, like, never appears again. Okay. So do we want to use Lisa Leslie, actual NBA, or WNBA player? Or we could do National Energy Convention Model 1 since the main role that she has in both positions are looking attractive. And then we could save Lisa Leslie for the actual character who's not a throwaway for one of our kind of pointless female characters. Sure. That sounds that sounds good. All right. We're getting through this. Uh, we then have Ross, who is cool hat. Another person whose just personality is cool, cool hat. Uh, I had Mo Howard as my Rodrigo style and soldier number one. I had a fat camper. 
Mm-hmm. And Sam Malone from Cheers. Mm-hmm. Because um, Ted Danson used to have some arms. Like oh, not yeah. like not like huge arms, but like they were arms. Yeah, that's how you put on the blackface makeup. Were you not aware of the time that Whoopi Goldberg got him to wear blackface? Oh, no, no, I, I knew that. I just, like, wanted to have that long, dramatic pause to have everybody, like, you know, sit in it so, like, they could not run away from what was exactly said. A I bit uncomfortable, just you. like Ted Danson in blackface. In blackface. Uh, soldier number one was one of the guys who was angry that... Uh, at Fort Springfield, they brought out Little Miss Springfield, Lisa Simpson, as opposed to a woman who they could oogle less creepily. Ah. Oh. He That's... also wears a hat. Okay. I see you were very hat-centric. Did huh. you know that a fat camper also has a hat? Oh, let me see, fat camper. I like that it's specifically a fat camper. Right? Uh, mm, mm -hmm. Not named, but like specifically singled out mm -hmm. by being a singular fat camper. Something I aspire to be one day. Though, may I bring up, Ross has visible abs and non-visible eyes. Okay, that's a strange thing to point out, but now that you've mentioned it, that's the only thing I can think about now. Here are my abs. Don't look at my eyes. No eye contact. My eyes are a void. Into my eyes are a void. I had a gift of the Magi where I gave my eyes to somebody. And they got me these sweet abs. They got me these sweet abs. But I can't see my sweet abs now because I don't have my eyes. And if I don't get a kiss in 24 hours, the sea witch gets my abs back as well. That's what happens when you layer on your curses. Anyway, um... Who are we talking about? Uh, soldier one for Ross. Soldier one for Ross. All right, I can do that. I appreciate that. Based on hatonomics. <laughs> Wait until we get into Hewitt and his blue shirt. Uh, my suggestions were Larry Appleton and blue shirt Bart. Oh, because you know about uh, blue shirt Bart, right? I know the color difference of blue shirt Bart and the separate kind of. They just initially weren't sure what it was going to be, so they just. There was a bunch of stuff where Bart had a blue shirt instead. Yeah, yeah, a lot of promotional materials. Yep. And Larry Appleton is the character played by Mark Lynn Baker in the hit sitcom Perfect Strangers. 
Bum, bum, ba, da, 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 da. The French chef. Person's a chef. They're evil. I just went with the first evil thing that I knew. The French. That's just how the Simpsons were in the nineties. I I feel like the French chef has come up before. It has, but strangely, it's been uter piled every time. I feel like we still gotta uter pile the French chef. I mean, this guy is not the chef for the crew. Damn, I was reading the wrong entry for the wrong thing then. Or was he? Oh, no, he was the chef for the Bellany Pirates. Hmm. Yeah, he also never appears again. French Chef has come up enough times. And yeah, shit, next episode we are going to have a good opportunity to use French Chef. Oh my god. You 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 particularly have been wanting to give up the French Chef for several episodes now. This is the first time I've suggested French Chef. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll let you repile him this once, this once more, without a fight. All right, uh, we want to do Larry Appleton, a character who we also technically can use again because he is a separate character than his actor, Mark Lynn Baker. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I always like, I always like a double take. All right. Uh, we then have Terry, who is the bartender. I enjoy his mustache. Uh, my suggestions I had were Ribhead or the saloon bartender. Now, before I start with my suggestion, this guy looks like Terry Funk, the wrestler. Mm -hmm. I mean, strangely, particularly Terry Funk more recently. Mm -hmm. Um which I don't know if it was like that was Terry's look at the time these episodes were out and that was the basis of, but I do know that rest, some wrestlers do give that inspiration and seeing Terry, it's just hard for me personally not to see Terry Funk. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I have the Australian bartender. He gives Homer a very large Foster's can. I guess that's pretty big. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm willing to go with Australian Bartender. I've gotten quite a few in a row. To be honest, I find his vibe a lot much more similar to the Australian Bartender than the Saloon Bartender. Mm-hmm as the saloon seems a bit more fancier. And this seems like we're in Australia. Bellamy seems Australian. Fair enough. All right, Janine, we are, we are at a crisis point. We are at a crux. We are at a point that I have been waiting for. 
since I came up with the idea for this podcast. Like, oh I checked two things. One, that we would be able to do Bart as Stretch Dude. Or Luffy as Stretch Dude. And then this pitch. So, Janine, who is your Marshall D. Teach, a.k.a. Blackbeard? Well, I only have one. Because I know that we threw out some for this question. And... I kind of did get a little bit of a peek to know about this character. Mm-hmm. I threw down the sea captain. Horatio McAllister. Exactly. The most iconic form of seaman on The Simpsons. All right. Uh, well, Devin went up with another similar one, which was the Rory B. Bellows persona that Krusty adopted. Another similar sea dog. Ooh, I do like that one. We also have six suggestions from our listeners hell yeah uh our mutual buddy sam suggested the mm, yes guy which i think is the person who they have suggested every time <laughs> uh that one wilder guy suggested barney gumble uh kalu suggested comic book guy olin suggested cecil terwilliger Abby, my fiance, suggested Fat Tony. My Rodrigo style was the realistic James L. Brooks. But, Janine, TV these days and like media in general is just messed up. Like, it seems today that all you see. Oh is my God. like violence in movies and sex oh on TV. But where are those good old fashioned values? Luke, are you saying to me? Are you saying to me that your pick for this character is Peter Griffin? Not just my pick, but also artist of the show, Mike Patton's pick is Peter Griffin. Specifically, the Homer Simpson clone. Oh my god, we did get through that episode just recently. We did. <laughs> All according to Kikaku. Kikaku because... means a sexual act in which multiple people... I'm uh, not going to finish it. up different orifices, yes. Yes. Um, anyway... We we see from the start Blackbeard older than Luffy. Blackbeard and Luffy are counterparts but are the antithesis of each other. That is the role that Blackbeard is going to take. That is the role that Peter Griffin has to the Simpsons. You also are going to need this to be a person who you actively hate. 
I think if we played this straight, mm-hmm. then we already have two votes for Peter Griffin and my hands are tied. Mm-hmm. But barring that, barring that, mm-hmm. and looking down at the facts of the mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. This probably is going to be something that I feel is going to have larger ramifications for the rest of us doing this. And it does put me in a position where something that I did will forever have the face of Peter Griffin on it. Uh-huh. And that sounds terrifying. Uh-huh. So I agree. <laughs> I don't watch horror movies. I, I do this because this is this is the stuff that scares the fuck out of me, man. Oh. I'm going to have to see One Piece Peter Griffin art now. Janine, it gets worse because where what we've seen of Blackbeard so far is the least fucked up he's going to look. Welcome to the jungle. We got fun and games. Also, we have Shoujo now for people who know the name. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Janine. Thank you. All right, so Shoujo. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm assuming that uh, Devin's suggestion was Mojo. My suggestions were Buddha and also the red-haired employee, the other bee guy. I'm assuming you also had Mojo? No, no. I, I, had, oh. I had different primates for this one. Mm-hmm. The first one was Mr. Teeny. Mm-hmm. And the second one is the ape bank teller. <laughs> who says you'll go ape. I've... You want to give it to the ape bank teller, right? Actually, uh... For whatever reason, Mr. Teeny is striking a bell here. Really? Uh-huh. Well, I mean, if we already have Fury's George as one, well, why don't we just go ahead and complete the set with another? Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Uh, up next, we have Mont Blanc Noland. Uh, Devin's suggestion was Jebediah Springfield, who we have already used. My suggestions are the Big Bopper, Hello, Burr, and also Angry Dad, which goes along with my Montblanc Cricket suggestion as well. Who do you have for Montblanc Nolan? I don't think you're going to have, like, let me use this one. I'm but I have, I have to anyway, just on the purpose of the story. Mm-hmm. And that's Timmy O'Toole. Mm-hmm. 
Bart's persona that he pretends to be trapped in the well? Yes. Yeah, that's... We... Do we ever see an image of Timmy? Hmm. Do we? Not we even as a not. stock image or a dramatization? I do not believe so. I guess we don't. Oh, I also just had a suggestion for another uh, addition that I want to put on here now. Sure, throw it on. Which is from the same episode as Angry Dad, which is the Hulk Homer. Now, are you familiar with that episode at all? I uh, am. Angry Dad. Yes, uh, yes. Homer starts developing the stress boils. And so just looking at the chestnut-shaped thing on uh, Nolan's head... This made me think about that. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And then that would also, I guess, tie into the Angry Dad, which is essentially just a crude cartoon of Homer. I can give it to a cartoon. To a cartoon. Of Homer? So, yeah. Angry Dad? Yeah. Uh, Alright. We then have Aru Yuyayaten V, the fifth. Uh, Devin's suggestion was George Washington. Uh, my Rodrigo side was George Plumpton and a hot plate. And my other suggestion was the Danger Dog Mayor. Ooh. Who do you have? I have the only king that I serve. The Plow King, baby. Excellent. So we do never see a more realistic view of the king, or I don't believe so. Um, I still kind of like Danger Dog Mayor, but uh, I, I don't necessarily feel Plow King. I'm really curious. Is it because Plow King is too good that you'd want to hold on to, or is it because Plow King isn't good enough? I think it's... I hate to say Uter Pile for the Plow King, but also kind of Uter Pile for the Plow King. Alright, that's fair. So then do we want to go incredibly wild and just be like George Washington? You know, we've got to use George Washington somewhere. 
Yeah, we do. Let's let's use George. Let's you. Let's use George Washington here. And isn't the George Washington that we know also just kind of from a story similarly? Mm-hmm. He tries to kill Hans Sprunkfeld. Uh, we didn't have Mont Blanc Cricket, who was a big beefy boy. Who also has a chestnut on his head. Uh, my Rodrigo style was Congressman Beauregard. My uh, other suggestion was Photographic Memory Homer, where he is just very buff the entire time, and so that's why it ties into the Angry Dad. Because it's just another Homer. Uh, Devin's suggestion was Hollis Hurlbut from the Historical Society. Who do you have? I have Sideshow Corporal Punishment. Kind of fitting hand in hand with the Mr. Teeny option that I've also had. For Shoujo. Just felt like somebody I felt confident putting up next to a monkey. Fair. I mean, Krusty felt the same way. I I would say, sideshow or uh yeah, sideshow corporal punishment is a character who has enough of a military look that we may want to uter pile him for a military character. And if you're willing to go with this, I will go with a KBBL guy for Eddie. You know what? That's a deal. Yes. Uh, all right. So you're good with photographic memory, Homer, for Mont Blanc Cricket? Yes. All right. So we got it done. Next episode, luckily, I think only has like 14 characters. And some of them should be ones that we are synced up on. But uh, to go over that list again, our Mashira is Furious George, our Master is Roscoe the Gay Steelworker, our Bellamy is Shelby, our Rocio is Jerry Springer, our Sarkis is Shelbyville Millhouse, our Von Auger is Buddy Holly, our Jesus Burgess is the Iron Yuppie, our Doc Q is Dr. Hector Von Colossus, our Stronger is Crudler, our Akome is Uncle Mo, our Spectre is Dennis the Bellhop, our Lily is Sandra. Our Eddie is KBBL guy. Our Rivers is Phil the Cameraman. Our Murray is Homer's High School Date. Our Manny is National Energy Convention Model 1. Our Ross is Soldier Number 1. Our Hewitt is Larry Appleton. Our Terry is Australian Bartender. Our Marshall D. Teach is Peter Griffin, specifically the Homer clone. Our Shoujo is Mr. Teeny. Our Mont Blanc Nolan is Angry Dad, our Aruyatayan B is George Washington, and our Mont Blanc Cricket is Photographic Memory Homer. Damn! That was quite a lot we got through today. It was, and we had some major characters. Do you ever feel like just podcast exhaust i don't know i feel like i had been running for a mile it's been a long day we've been doing this for over an hour and a half but you know what the good news is janine 
What is the good news? You can tell people where to find you. That's right. Um, I guess Hive is working again, so you can be able to find me there at Janine Juliet. You could also be able to find me on Tubler reblogging the Domance Dawn from there. And that is Fuchsia City Girl. Um, oh yeah, Instagram. Janine is dope. I post selfies there every once in a while. Um, other than that, you may also be able to find me on various other Luke Hare podcast productions. Yes, uh, you can find those at LukeHare.com. Uh, you can also find stuff by following me on Twitter at, at Coltreg. That's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. I'm doing a bunch of comics right now. I'm doing a bunch of other projects. So follow me on Twitter where I mostly post pictures of Pokemon Go stuff. Uh, I'm also on Pikmin Bloom now. And if you join our Discord, which... I will put another link in. Uh, you can join our Pikmin Bloom crew. Uh, also, shout out to Mike Patton, who you can find on Instagram at Patton Pending, P-A-T-T-E-N, Pending. Domance Dawn updates every other week. You can find us at DomanceDawn.com or at Domance on Twitter. And uh, yeah, if you enjoy the podcast, leave a review. Um, yeah. And uh, next time... We're we're going to have perhaps the most satisfying fight, and also I'll have to give Janine a content warning for the episode. Damn. Also, you okay? Also, you do have to, um, if you're playing Pikmin Bloom, you want to be a part of that uh, crew because Luke does like a lot of walking. It, you basically have to do, like, nothing. It's, like, all taken care of. Wait, am I friends with you in Pikmin Bloom? Uh, man, how are we? I don't know. I don't think so, because I don't I have haven't, it. I haven't logged on in a while, because, like, I just started going back to the office, so, like, I'm mm -hmm. just, like, now starting to walk again. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'll, I'll fryer it up sometime tomorrow and just, like, send you a thing. Yeah, I, I did. Oh, I had a low day today. I only got like 10,000 steps. I didn't even hit a full 100,000. Uh, no, I do not want Pikmin Bloom to save a copy of my dental insurance card with the postcard today. Okay. Yeah. Uh. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, uh, Pikmin Bloom is fun. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time for the wrap up of Jaya. Safe sailing and tell your loved ones that you love them. Or I'll do it. Janine will be your new mom. Peace.